Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Cubbies back in the win column, a 5-1 win out east against the lowly Washington Nationals. Drew Smiley, fantastic. Some clutch hitting. Seven strong from Drew tonight. Great to get back, as Cody always says. Just nice to win a game. 15-13. and 13. Lives are pretty high here today. Cody's got the beer bat ready to roll. Chat's rolling. <laughs> Hit that like button. Huge win for the Cubs tonight. What a game they should have had. Chasing the starting pitcher uh, after five innings. And got to a pretty low lead. I don't even think he got to five. Is it through four? I thought it was four. Four innings? Yeah, it was yeah. four plus. Four plus. Four, four plus. 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 Even better. Mackenzie Gore, who we talked about, you know, the Cubs hadn't. This is home one time mm-hmm. in his young career. Talked about that, and, you know, you didn't know what you were going to get just because, the, you know, the guys don't have history against him. But the lineup, you know, put, you know, put, the, bear, put the bear on the ball a lot, wasn't mm-hmm. striking out, was putting the ball in play. I mean, Mancini just missed a homer. I felt like everyone was kind of getting, getting on when uh, Mackenzie Gore was out there. So, um, yeah, very, like the, the bats came to play today. Again, like we talked about in the pregame show, the type of game, the type of team, that's like the get right game like and setting you, the tone early. Yeah, you got swept in Miami. You go to Washington against a team you know you can beat. Like you got to go out there and do it. Cubs did it. Drew Smiley shoved. Bats came alive. It was a fairly like once they went up, it felt like they kind of cruised. Like there was there wasn't a lot of the last like four yeah. innings were very just kind of whatever. It was just like end the game. Like, <laughs> it was like oh Swanson, you got another hit. Oh Happer hit one in the left field seats. Great, awesome, love to see it. Uh, and Drew Smiley just continuing to prove that, you know, he's actually a really solid pitcher, you know. A lot of people still don't believe it, but Drew Smiley's actually kind of good. So He had the, uh, he had the curveball working yeah. tonight. Tons of swing and miss, ton of ground out to the left side, mm-hmm. exactly what that pitch is drawn up to do. Yeah, Drew Smiley was great tonight, and I, I just want to say, too, for – Mackenzie Gore, I mean, this is the most hits and runs he's given up in a start so far this year. So a guy who has had three quality starts already to get to him early, two first-inning runs, really rattled him right away. He hasn't given up any first-inning runs until this game. So this was kind of a, you know, just a stamp on the Cubs' offense right away, getting Mm -hmm. to it, getting guys in. Two out hits, Cody Bellinger with a single, steals a bag, scores the first run, and it was all downhill from there. Just clutch hits across the board today. Loving the, uh, loving the chat so far today, yeah. too. Look at this. Uh, we oh, got my nine, God, Colin. We got 94 people watching, 28 likes. Hit the like button. Yeah, hit that like button. Uh, people are asking if people agree with Luke. Will we still read your comment? No. Uh, <laughs> I, w- yeah. I could try and be in his place, uh, but everyone always says they agree with Luke, and yeah. I, I, I can't I, promise I can read them. I won't read your comment. I'll, I can promise you I won't. <laughs> If However, you if you use hashtag vibes and uh, anything that says anything that they, you agree with me, then I'll, I'll, I'll read your comment. But, uh, yeah, no, it was just a great game overall. In pregame, I asked for the Cubs to win 8-1. to one. I'll take 5-1. to one. So, like Ryan said, it was a good get-back game and, uh, or a good, a good get-right game. Yeah. And the Cubs absolutely, absolutely needed it after – Losing three straight, getting swept by the Marlins. You go and play a team that you're clearly better than, and you didn't play down to them. That's, that's what good teams do. Good teams, you sit here and measure them against the Dodgers, the Padres, the Mariners, the Rangers, all we want. But if they, can, if they compete against those teams, but also 
just beat the teams that they clearly are better than, you got yourself a good ball club. So we're 15 and 13, starting off May 1 and 0. One might say we're on pace to go undefeated in the month of May. Just saying. Michael Don't Collada's fought in. Don't let the Don't facts get in the way tonight. of a good story. What's that, Steven? Michael Collada has chimed in. We don't stinks tonight. We don't stinks yeah, And he tonight. had one in pregame. Collada being, we stinks. We stinks. Collada being positive today. Yeah. Uh, Nathan says, nice I agree with Cody. Hashtag vibes. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. You gonna, we, got you the gonna, beer, no, we got the beer bat chug right, first. Let's are get you going to gonna time him? You yeah, let me, let me grab my. I got, I we have, got a timer uh, here. You know, oh, you got a timer on here? I have become very good at the pour. Which is What's your record, it's by the, the way? 17 that seconds. Still 17 with. seconds. It's, the, okay. it's the, the chug that I still stink <laughs> Getting the pour going. All right, here we go. Brian in the chat. Nice to see the goose is loose. Beer bat chug after a dry weekend. Yeah. Cody yeah, needs a, Cody needs a beer. Low. Cody was dry all weekend, wasn't he? No, not at all, actually. <laughs> I was drinking because the Cubs were pissing me the fuck off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Super chat from Temple Highlights. Long-time podcaster, first-time listener, go Cubs. Yeah, happy to have you, man. Thank you for hopping in. Thanks for joining, man. Thanks for hopping in. And thank you for the super chat. Ravi, Rhonda, hi. Foreign uh, Empire. Uh, (laughs) Welcome, everyone. All right, what's the record? All right, 17 seconds. Can we appreciate the pour? Yeah, it's nice. Just a little bit of foam on top. There's a little bit more foam here than the last few times, but I I like to get credit when credit is due. And this is the one thing you can give me credit for. Well, the thing is, too, if you don't finish it on one swig and you push it back down, that's where all the foam comes from. So you have to finish it on one chug. All right. Or else you're going to get more. <laughs> oh, Steven's got you got a timer out? No pressure I'm at ready all. to go. I got, I got one, to go. too. All right. all right. Ready? When the beer touches <sighs> the lips, I start. <clears throat> all right. When the beer touches his touches lips. Touches his lips? Okay. Like, I'll give the like, ready to go. Okay. This, uh, I can see from here. I'm just making sure. This chug is for the chat. This chug is for our good friend Luke Stuckmeyer, who's not here tonight, uh, and for Drew Smiley and Dansby Swanson hit another uh, dong. So, uh, That's true. all right, let's ride. Here it is. All right, and for anyone that's not on YouTube and listening, he's going. He hasn't put the bat down yet. He has gone. He's he's just chugging. He's chugging. Usually, he, he's put the bat Almost down. There. This is all, and he's done. That's a new record. That's a record. That's a new record, Cody. Holy shit! Wow, fourteen point one six. See, I'm, fifteen. I'm, so roughly fourteen and a half to fifteen seconds is what we're <laughs> what we got. What we got on there. Celebratory. Was that just for me, Cody? That that was that was because I'm I am determined to not get any more slander the rest of the year. I know Ryan's going to do it no matter what. Yeah, it was still a little too slow, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, comparably to the very first one. Well, I'm only getting better. Practice makes perfect. Tell was the that first to your one kids. like a minute? Something like that? It was like almost first a one was like a minute and a half, bro. <laughs> like, I, I, again, I I openly said I suck at chugging. To do it in 14 seconds and we're at May 1st, credit to me for practicing. At yeah, this yeah. rate, at the end of the season, we'll be doing it in like three. <laughs> That's your rate of improvement right now. Well, think bro. about it. If Sean was doing beer chugs after every Sox win, he would get, he'd be having a lot less practice than you would have had. That's true. Sean would be like three weeks sober right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got, got a lot That's of comments good. in the chat. I saw Luke, too, from Robbie. Uh, uh, if you guys don't know me, I'm Kevin. I host uh, – I've been occasionally on this show a couple times last year. I'm usually yeah, behind summer. the booth. Um, so, uh, yeah. He's normally our sure. producer, yeah. He, yeah. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate sharing the room with you guys, too. I said so. on the pregame show he's also Luke's firstborn. <laughs> um, son, 
So uh, this is this is Luke Stuckmeyer Jr. In case you're wondering, his name's not actually Kevin. It's Luke. What are we Stuckmeyer like? Dress Jr. alike? You think we look alike? Or no, you're just sitting in a seat. Oh, but okay. what is it? Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Don't let the there facts go. get in the way of a good story, baby. All right, that's the number one rule. They should put that on a T-shirt and sell it. So this game. Yeah, let's get to it. Five-one <laughs> win for the Cubs. Drew Smiley again. Second best outing of the year. Obviously, the the perfect game through the seventh was his best outing. But this one kind of right behind it. The only mistake. He made was the Lane Thomas home run that went a mile and a half up the left center side, almost set straight away center field. But, I mean, Drew Smiley, he, it's crazy. He has just had it all working since last summer post-All-Star break. Yeah. Since August yeah. Other quality 6th, right? start. How many quality starts is that for him now this year? Uh, uh, two? Let me give me, give me a second. Two or three, He's yeah. He's got one, two now on the year. but. He's got at least starts, five in like every start except at, for the one in Cincinnati. Except for that, that again, like a, that first one, April third in Cincinnati, was his only bad start of the year. He's given up. He's gone at least five every start since. He's he's got two quality starts now. That you know the one against the almost perfect game, um, and then he's got this one today. Seven innings, one earned run. Um, the most earned runs he's given up in a single start since that first one at Cincinnati was two last week against San Diego. Um, so you go back. I, I read this stat earlier um, today on, on the on the pregame show, um, but this is going into today. His last fourteen starts, dated in August sixth, had a two six three ERA. Now you had this one. You got fifteen starts in his last fifteen starts, dating back to August sixth of twenty twenty two. Drew Smiley is seven and three with a two five one ERA. He's got 18 walks, and how many strikeouts do you have today? Two? He's got yeah, two. 18 two walks to 72 strikeouts in that span. Yeah. Like, just, you know, a couple weeks after the All-Star break last year, he's been really, really good. And I think it's – I do think it's kind of impressive when you consider, like, you go into this season and he's, like, considered the Cubs number four, right? Mm-hmm. Like. You have Marcus Stroman and Justin Steele at the top of the order. You bring in Jamison Tyone for four years, $68 million. He's supposed to be right there at that top three. Um, you know, Hayden was Nessie was getting all the high five, and, and deservedly so for what he did in September and in spring training. Um, and, you know, Kyle Hendricks could still find some of that professor after this whole um, recovery period uh, finally ends and he, and he returns to the team. Um, so Drew Smiley, I remember I wrote about it because it was, I think, Christmas Eve when he re-signed. And I said, like, it was a no-brainer. He pitched so well for them down the stretch last year. He wasn't going to cost them a lot of money. Like, it, it felt like a no-brainer to bring him in, even if his role ends up being, like, a, a multi-inning lefty out of the bullpen. Like, having him on this roster and, you know, let, letting him go out, do his thing. He's a veteran guy. He knows what he does well. That curveball works so well for him. Um, you know, his curveball sinker split, like it's those two, those two pitches really is all he needs to, to, you know, to dominate a Washington Nationals lineup. Right. But he, I mean, that's how he did against the Dodgers too. Um, so it was always a no brainer to me. And now he, you know, he comes in and that first start gets blown up a little bit and you start to wonder a little bit like, okay, like what's, you know, give him a few more starts, whatever. And now he comes out and that's what, like five straight now that he's, looked pretty good for the Cubs. So he's not an ace. He's not paid to be an ace. You're not expecting him to be an ace. If he's your number four or number five starter, what he's doing for you is like you you can't ask for much more than that. Right, and he's listed right now as your number four starter. Exactly. But let's be honest, one month into the season, if this Cubs team, if this is if this is late 
you know, September, early October, he's your number three starter in a playoff series, hands down, right now. No at, question about at it. At this point, the yeah. The playoffs started today, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, no, yeah. No question about it. I think even, you know, and that, this is the thing. I'm looking now at ERA leaders in the National League. The Cubs now, obviously, we know Justin Steele's been leading the National League. He's been unbelievable to start the year. Stroman's at seven with a two two nine. Drew Smiley, a couple spots behind him at 12 with a two eight three ERA. Three of the top ERA leaders in the National League. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. And it's he hasn't great. gone up against, like, bad teams. Like, okay, today yeah, was a bad team, but he went up against – he almost had the perfect game against the Dodgers. He pitched a good game last week against the Padres. Like, he's gone up against some good lineups. Like, yeah, he's he's been fantastic, man. So Super chat from Foreign Empire. If Belly can stay consistent for the rest of the year, do you re-sign him? Should the Cubbies extend Stroh? Even if it means you don't get him, or if you go show it, it's so funny. We were talking about that on the couch watching this game about the Stroh thing. I just threw it out there, and a lot of us think, you know, Strowman, if he continues to have this outing, he'll, you know, want a bigger contract. And I, I would tend to agree with that. But mm-hmm. I think if Belly's consistent, I think you absolutely look into that. I mean, that's far and away down the road. He had one of the best months of his career in you know April to May and Ryan wrote a great article on that we talked about it in pregame you can watch it on all or uh, read it on all chgo.com and we, we, we talked about how he's mashing lefties and he did again tonight another hit uh, almost two almost like out a single to first but I think it has to be under consideration even though you have so many guys in the minors that play the outfield so well but we saw Bellinger even we Boog and JD were talking about it on the broadcast today just uber impressive in the outfield and things that we're just not used to seeing because the Cubs haven't had you know, a bona fide center fielder in a couple of years. A guy who's yeah. a gold glover at that position. I mean, even eighth, mm-hmm. ninth inning, a couple of those running catches, he makes it look so effortless. He yeah. plays the game in so well in every facet. I would say, I mean, it's May 1st, so. Right, exactly. It's, anything that has to do with Bellinger right now, like him being here beyond this year, like ask me in July, and, and I want to know what the Cubs' record is at that time too. If the Cubs are – are in it are they if they're in the playoff race and he makes it past the trade deadline on this team then and he and he's putting up and he makes the all-star team and he's on makes it to a seven war season yeah I kind of want him to be a Chicago Cub beyond this year whether the Cubs get show here or not why not get both if you ask if you if you if honestly like with the the money that this franchise has 4.1 billion net worth like that if that's you know sitting here May 1st dreaming about it that's how I feel but, I, I mean, I can't tell you yes or no right now on May 1st. You still need more time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, the fact that we can discuss it and dream about it is awesome because coming into the year, no one wanted to believe in him getting back to even mm-hmm. this clo- – like, this. he's playing like an MVP right now. Yeah. Like, no one believed that that could happen. And, uh, I mean, so many people were done with him after the first series against Milwaukee, went 0 for 11 with four strikeouts in that first uh, series of the year. He's had a he's, – he's, ever since that series, he's, he's been awesome. He's been great. And uh, he's a big part of the Cubs' offense. Even when he makes an out, he makes, hit, he makes pitchers work. And he's doing it against lefties like he did tonight. He's doing it against anyone. Yeah, and, and I think that's – to me, when you can see him doing it against lefties and righties, it's on top of the gold glove defense. To me – if he keeps playing like this, I want him on this team beyond 2023. And stealing a base off a of gore, off a left-handed pitcher, and then yeah. getting the first run yeah. of the game. I mean, those little things, that's what we talk about. I uh, saw this. Marquis tweeted it out. Um, Bellinger's got an 18-game on-base streak. 
in that 18 game on base streak. He's hitting 359. He's got a 427 on base, six home runs, and an 1177 OPS. He he's on fire right now. Mm. And like you mentioned, that beginning that first series against Milwaukee. Um, when he clearly struggled, and yeah, people were already done with Bellinger after three games. Um, and then I remember talking to you know Bellinger and, and Ross when they came back from that two games in Cincinnati, um, and they both kind of said like you know maybe Bellinger was just pressing a little bit you know because he his first hit was that three run homer in Cincinnati right. uh, that first game, um, but that maybe he was just pressing a little bit, wanting to get that first hit, wanting to get off to a good start. Um, in front of the Wrigley Field crowd against Milwaukee, beginning of the year, you know, new environment. Um, and once he was able to kind of get over that, maybe a little bit of adrenaline, a little bit of nerves, a little bit of, um, you know, whatever it was, it w- he was able to settle down and just kind of focus on playing baseball, like how he wants to play baseball. And just ever since then, like nothing slowed him down. Nothing yeah. slowed him down. Not, you know, the the weather in, at Wrigley Field. Like I think his WRC plus at home is still 120, which is awesome. Um, not having to leave for a few days for the, you know, the birth of his second child. He came back and hit two home runs in Miami. You know, um, Cody Bellinger has been on a, an absolute tear. Like you said, he's looked like an MVP. Um, the, the Cubs could not have, I don't think, pictured a better start to Cody Bellinger's. I'm not going to say for, I'm going to say only season in Chicago. I'm still like right now thinking he's not playing for the Cubs next year. Um, but for this season, uh, the couldn't have pictured a better start. There was one more super chat yeah, up there from Steven. Steven. Steven Kaysen, I want to say. Uh, gotta scroll up a little bit. There it is. There it is. Four ninety nine. The dogs are back, baby. The boys finally won me some money today. Cubs money line was always shout out to lot. you, Steven. There oh you yeah, go. Steven. I believe he's a diehard. I think I've seen him in the in the Cubs Discord uh, recently. Yeah. So shout out to Steven. Uh, yeah, that's the vibe, baby. Yeah, I mean, Cody Bellinger, (laughs) looking at just looking at his baseball savant right now. Before we, you know, talk a little bit more about the game, and um, I know he was a big part of it tonight. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about everything else that happened. But the biggest thing for Bellinger right now, working counts. Mm -hmm. Working counts, not swinging at bad pitches. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds super cliche to say, oh, he's 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 working, but no, seriously. His first pitch, you know, he's he's letting that pitch go by. Yeah. He's not chasing balls. His strikeout percentage, as you pointed out before the before the show, Cody, way down from last year. What'd you say? It was down to almost sixteen percent so yeah. far this year. From like twenty seven percent strikeout rate last year down to around sixteen this you year. You know, we talk about his batting average and his slugging. You know, he's not hitting the ball super hard. He's twenty fourth in that percentile, but that's how you become an effective and that's what David Ross always talks about by lengthening the lineup and lengthening at bats. For God's sakes, they put you know, Mackenzie Gore had almost 30 pitches in that first, first inning. inning. 30 to 40 pitches, I right? I think he had 40 pitches, didn't he, in that he first almost inning? Almost hit 40. Uh, it was about 31 was or 30? 32. Okay. Yeah, it might have been. But he – but it was, and then it was all two outs. It was all mm-hmm. two outs, too. So it was all like working counts. Working counts, especially for a young pitcher like that. You're work, And that's not just Bellinger. That's the whole lineup. It's yeah. working counts, making him work, putting the ball in play. That's one of the things we talked about in the pregame. Is like this lineup was – you know, had a bunch of guys that we – you kind of trusted for a guy like Mackenzie, Mackenzie Gore who going in – had a pretty solid, you know, strikeout rate, pretty solid whiff rate. Is like, you you had you had some guys in the lineup you felt like you could trust to put the ball in play and make the Nationals make some plays, and that's what they did, especially in that first inning, just keeping that you know that two run two out rally, getting some runs on the board, getting to Mackenzie Gore early on. Like that was all, man. It was like yeah, and and you know it's the Nationals. 
Mm-hmm. You take that, you know, not that you take it with a grain of salt, but they're obviously not the the world beaters that some of these other teams are, especially not considering you know who the Cubs will face coming up. But like again, the get right game, pretty much overall solid showing from the team, good team win. Like yeah, that it's a get right game, man. They got right. They got they have a little bit of a an a, a adjustment in confidence and increasing their confidence now going forward. And they got that first one against Washington out of the way. Like we said, mm-hmm. pregame, like, this is their opportunity to go out there and get three of four, which they should. Now they only have to win two more. Yeah. My guy Colin Wallace in the chat, when Bellinger's right, scroll down just a little bit there, Steven. He's a true five-tool player, can win multiple MVPs, suddenly yeah. remembered how to hit. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's five-tool player that can play defense. That's that's the Jed Hoyer Type. Yeah, and I think that's what um, we talked about. I think about that's a every lot. GM's type, right? He loves picking up guys who can, you know, play defense, yeah. take yeah. counts, that's, that kind of thing. That's well, what we they about emphasize pre-season. the defense. Yeah, they, that's what we talked about preseason. That like, even though he's a bounce back guy, you know, mm-hmm. like out of everyone on this team, he obviously had the most potential. Mm-hmm. Like he won the MVP. He had that insane rookie of the year too. He had that insane 2019, and you know, injuries and, and some other stuff just affected him the last few years, but. He's the one that did it. Like he's the one guy on this team that had done it at that kind of level before. So if anyone had the potential to kind of play like an MVP, it was going to be Cody Bellinger. Yeah. And at this point, you know, he is. And I mean, I, I don't know what the updated, you know, Fangraphs WAR rankings are right now. I think it was he was ninth coming into today. Um, so he's he's playing very well, man. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's what the Cubs wanted to see when they brought him in. Right. Uh, we have another super chat, but before I read it, I do want to say that Michael Collada said I was right and that the Cubs should resign him if he's playing like this in July. <laughs> Thank you, Godfather. It means a lot. Our guy, uh, the Duke, the coming Duke, in. Though. What's up, Duke? Duke? Always here, man. $20 super chat. Belly will be an outstanding trade piece at the deadline at this rate. I <laughs> love the progress we made, but I'm not sure it's going to be our time to make a push just yet. Guys doing well in a contract year can be fleeting. You're right. You're uh, right. No, I disagree, Kevin. I disagree. I'm Why do you sorry. disagree? Because the Phillies went to the World Series last year, and they won 87 games. If this team is in it in July, if this team is in it in July, they should not be selling. Now, it's May 1st, and, yeah, a lot is yet to be played. If they're not in it in July, late July, whatever. It's a different story. It's a different story. I This team is not this this team is not built to, to be selling off pieces uh, if – if we're if we're in it in July, like what? That, that, that is that what he's saying in his super chat though. That I agree. If they're in it in July, if they're win, within a game or two, he just said, "I'm not sure it's going to be our time to make a push yet." I well, guess. You, I guess the way I'm reading it, it's not going to be our time to make a push. He's saying that he just doesn't think that if we were to try to make a push, it's not worth what, trading prospects for a big piece or anything like that. That's how I'm reading that. If that if that's not what you're saying, I'm sorry. All but I, that's how I read it though. Okay. So. All I'm saying, I'm not saying that you should make a, a huge trade to make a push. All I'm saying is if you're in it in July, you shouldn't be trading Cody Bellinger. <laughs> you shouldn't be trading anyone on this team. Maybe some bullpen arms because you got some bullpen arms in Iowa that are able to come up and make an impact. Or you want to trade, uh, you know, some maybe one, one or two of these veteran bats because you got Morrell and, and Mervis coming up. If it somehow allows you to, to make – to move some of these position players, fine. In a way, you're selling to buy uh, in a way. But, again, if I if I read your chat wrong, Duke, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, but, again, we still have a few months to go. We're 15 and 13. 
coming into tonight, we were a game out of the wild card. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I get it. There's still a lot of time, and the, the, you still don't know what you're going to get out of the next few months. But if, if you've read into anything about this team, especially offensively, they've been one of the best offensive teams in baseball, not just the National League, in baseball. And the pitching has been just as good, too. We just talked about three guys who have ERAs under three in yeah, the rotation three. right now, and that doesn't even include Jamison Tyone. And you brought up the great point of the, the opponents they face. These aren't like... Yeah, they played, good, they the played good teams, they played and the, the, and the teams aren't going to get any easier this month either. Yeah. Like, How many more good teams do they have to win series against for people to, I don't know, buy in a little bit? Like, Again, we came into pregame tonight, and we were like, oh, 14 and 13 with the schedule they've played? I think you take that. Now they're yeah. play, now they're playing a four game series against a team that they should they should dominate, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to ride that momentum into the rest into the next few weeks and into the rest of the month. Like it's baseball, anything can happen, man. I'm not saying that you go at the deadline that you go and make a big trade for someone. I'm just saying like this this should this this trade deadline should not feel like the last two years this year. Another if it $10. feels like that, then shit really went to like really fell apart. Between now and the next two months, another ten bucks from the soup. I'm or from the Duke. Sorry, I'm saying if we are on the fence, I'd rather trade Belly and concede the season than trade any prospects like PCA. Okay, well, first off, I don't know if <laughs> I don't think they're going to trade PCA. I, I unless you know it's, it's unless that's the ask for Otani. PCA with a guarantee of a contract. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we can all agree and look at Jed Hoyer in the eye. He knows how valuable PCA is, and a lot of these pieces are. You're right. If they're on the fence. We've seen under the Theo regime where this team's kind of been, yeah. you know, fluttering to, you know, win a division or if they're, they've been just a few games up, they're going to buy. And I think that I would like to think that that same precedent has been set, but we haven't seen right. this Cubs team in that position in a Jed Hoyer regime yet. So that's going to be a learning process for mm-hmm. all of us. I, uh, <laughs> I will say this. It's, it's been nice. It's nice to dream about it, and it's nice that people are thinking about it. Because last year around this time, no one was thinking about this. We're all talking about selling the entire roster. So, uh, I, again, I appreciate the super chat, Duke. Um, again, we got a few more months. I think you can really start to think about that in July. Manuel Rios with a super chat. Vibes are back. Let's go. That's right. <laughs> Cubs with a 5-1 win out in Washington to kick off a four-game set with them. Drew Smiley went seven strong. He was fantastic. Nico Horner, a guy we haven't talked about tonight, extending his on-base streak to 26 games. I, I said this at the end of the game. I love watching him play baseball in every facet. He is just a phenomenal all-around baseball player. Dansby Swanson, three hits tonight. It was the whole offense. Cubs, again, 10 hits. You know, this is – their offense coming into the game was second in OPS in all of baseball – and I don't know it hasn't updated in real time yet, but I would assume they're going to be right around that same mark. I mean, just unprecedented stuff. From They're getting contributions across the board, and I think that that's the best part about this whole thing. Dansby finally starting to see that power come out a little bit. You know, it wasn't a clutch home run, but, it, you know, mm-hmm. insurance. They were only up one run. and yeah, it, was con- clutch. it was a clutch home run. It was, you know, Nico was Nico's at first, I want to say, right? And he hit mm-hmm. that, and, I mean, it's not like he – Destroyed the ball. It was two to one at the time. Was, I mean, I forgot what we said. I think it was a home run in like twenty nine ballparks, something mm-hmm. like that. So it was a home run, you know. Yeah. Um, and for Dansby, it's huge. He had one home run in April, and we we talked about it when we were you know off off air that I think the most home runs he's ever hit in any April in his career is like three or four or something like that. So it's not like he's always had the power stroke to start the year. So we're like, you know, to start May, he has already matched his April total for home runs. 
mm-hmm. on the first day of May. I'll see where he goes from here. Yeah. Uh, I saw you throw in the Cubs slack, Ryan. Uh, Jan Gomes is not entering concussion protocol, according to Megan Montemiro from the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, should we should we talk about that a little more? But like, do the like an ad first or something? Sure, we can do. Yeah, the well, ad you, got, you got the. Yeah, this one right that was here. a real smooth transition. That was the smoothest of smooth. <laughs> with yeah, this is the smoothest we could do without <laughs> Luke Stuckman. Should we do an ad read? Here's a can, by the way. <laughs> Tonight's beer bat was well, brought I think to we you can, by. I think we can talk about that a little more, you know? After an ad <laughs> oh, read. I agree. Yeah, it was I hope Luke Stuckmeyer is watching and is just, just like grief. chef's just kissing nice. this. Uh, well, Luke, Luke is just. Yeah, tell us about our favorite beer. That's what happens when Luke leaves us last second. Anyway, tonight's beer bat was brought to you by... Our, uh, our good friends at Goose Island. CHO supported by Goose Island. Beer company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Got the, the Goose IPA. It's a six-time medal winner at the Great American Be- Beer Fest. Uh, you got the Tropical Beer Hug, which is one of my favorites, 9.9 alcohol. I don't have to say anything more about that. Then, obviously, 312. Uh, Green Line's also a good one. Uh, what's you guys' favorite beer? From three uh, from Goose Island right now. Right there. 312? Right yeah, it's got to be it's the buy, 312. Right? I, I do like the Green Line IPA. Get those at regularly sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but and the uh, shandies too, which are, are, are really good too. Oh yeah, two shandy. I agree. The tropical um, beer hug—that's my favorite now. Steven's yeah. got the tropical beer hug. That's the one I'm that t- you I, like, right? I, yes, it's it's the first one. Once we started being best friends with them, that was the first one I tried, <laughs> and uh, I loved that one. Uh, so we had the Bears draft party, the the two day event at uh, Joe's on on Wheat Street. Uh, Sponsored by uh, Goose Island, so I got to try all these different uh, Goose Islands when we were there. Uh, so thanks to them for always helping. Uh, so uh, grab an ultra-fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or at their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. And, yes, that uh, tap room in, uh, in Westtown is awesome. Mm-hmm. We've been there many times. Vibes. Three one two is just awesome, man. I'm big, big three one two guy. Yeah. We were at Joe's uh, for the Bears party. I think everyone there was just ordering three one twos the entire time for our draft party. Yeah, it's Washington. just a go to beer. Like I'm saying, mm-hmm. well, what else would you would you want to do? And nothing better the morning after that when you're maybe you're feeling a little down and out, but you need to go get a workout in and clear the head. After your workout, have a little AG1. Look, that's, that's a transition. There's the transition. That's a transition. I, I mean, I am a radio guy. You know, <laughs> I'm used to reading advertisements. But it's a product I use every day. I started using it as soon as I started at CHGO because I wanted more energy. I wanted better gut health. I wanted my workouts to feel a little bit better. I've been on it again over a year since CHGO launched. It doesn't taste super healthy. It's kind of mild. It's tropical. Guess what? I feel great after having it. Because it gives me that gut health, gives me those, gives me those antioxidants and everything else that I need to feel and get through my day. So what is this stuff? It's a scoop of AG1, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole superfood, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. You guys know what I found out about? This is, maybe this is because I wasn't a science major. But I found out the other day that your mood, most of it is based on gut health. Your gut health, oh, like really? whatever, yeah, and you would think like, you know, if you're hangry or whatever, but the actual vitamins and things in your stomach kind of depicts how you're going to feel that day. That would explain okay. why the day after drinking, I always hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and everything changes the moment I get my AG1 in, baby. It's, I mean, I that, that, I I mean let's be real. That makes perfect sense. That makes per- <laughs> perfect sense. I just, I just sent the ad read off the rails. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... Yeah, it's th- a blend of ingredients. <laughs> it supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, 
everything. You guys use AG, AG1 at all? I mean, I love it. So Again, after drinking, yeah. AG1 is the go-to. It's a good way, uh, you know, get your Pedialyte, get your AG1, same time. That's, that's the way to do it, to, especially at my age at 32. Especially at Luke's age. At yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've been very 51. inconsistent with it since we, um, you know, they became our friends a year ago. Um, but we know Luke. You know Luke's been on it every single day. I mean, he looks 10 years younger. He, he, he acts 10 years younger. He looks 10 years younger. Like, AG1 and Luke Stuckmeyer go together. Like I'm wearing these shoes for Luke. butter and jelly. I'm wearing uh, these shoes for Luke today. The ones are having the ones out. on the ones, man. Yeah, uh, Nate pointing out immune system. Yeah, I probably said immune. I meant to say immune. Immune. We all make mistakes. Um, a couple Lay things. Off. A couple things about AG One though. It's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, or gluten free, it's good for you. Contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs. No nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it still tastes really good. It costs you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself because you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. I don't know who they are, but if they like AG1, <laughs> so do I. They're trusted health experts. That's what I'm saying, trusted Ryan. health experts. They say so. I'm not a health expert. If they tell me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to listen. Hell yeah, brother. Love it. Get yourself some AG1. It's good stuff. Yeah, so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo cubs. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance and be like Luke Stuckmeyer. Basically, you would, like if you want to be as close to Luke Stuckmeyer, it's to start using AG1. Yeah, if everyone that, that <laughs> chats hashtag I agree with Luke should be buying AG1. You should all be getting AG1. You should be on AG1 every day because if you're going to be agreeing with Luke, you might as well just be like him Absolutely. and take AG1 every morning. Uh, Steven, how many people in the chat? 151. 151. We got 65 likes, 151 watching. I don't like that ratio. Please hit the like button for Luke Stuckmeyer. Uh, If we get to to 100 likes, I'll do a beer bet. (laughs) Okay. We get to 100 likes, I'll do a beer (laughs) bet. Kevin will do a beer bet. I don't think I'll do it in 14 seconds, but I'll do a beer bet if we get to 100 likes. How about it? (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm only, you know, I don't know the next time I'll be on here. Why not? Let's have a little fun with it. You can uh, you can do a beer bath because Jan Gomes is not going to uh, concussion protocol. Isn't that a relief? Well, I do think a relief. We have a couple more super chats that we do. Going, Should uh, we do? Okay, I'm sorry. I, let's let's do I'm this. Saying, super get chats. those get those going, Fernando. Okay. So 199 from Fernando W. 82 more to go. Cubs will be in it at the deadline. Love the energy and the Duke again. Can we, as a fan base, finally acknowledge that Nico is an elite leadoff man and second baseman? Yes, Hell I think yeah, he's, man. I, he's, I he's an elite player. Period. <laughs> I think everyone. I think he was yeah. like uh, people were starting to see that last year, and he's done nothing but mm-hmm. kind of keep proving that. What twenty six game on base streak now? Yep. Um, that's. I think it's tied for. I think it's the longest since Chris Bryant did it. 2019, 26 games. It's. I actually haven't checked if Jordan Alvarez has gotten on base yet, but when he got that hit, he. Moving to a tie for second active, you know, active on base streak. So, Nico Horner's man, the top when you talk, we're talking about a leadoff man, 
and a guy that the Cubs can trust and a guy a position the Cubs haven't had that guy in since Dexter Fowler, like Nico has took that role and ran with it and he's getting on base, he's hitting the ball well, he's doing all the things that you know maybe the walk rate's still not exactly what a traditional leadoff hitter is, right? Mm-hmm. But he's getting on base so much because he's getting hit so many hits that the on-base percentage is still up where you kind of want it to be. So for that, it's what we've talked about before. It's like even if he's not walking where you want him to or how many times you want him to walk, mm-hmm. if he's getting on base enough that the on-base percentage is where you want it to be, you know, you don't try to change anything. You, well, it's kind of like his approach the same, right? It's kind of like what we've talked about with Nick Madrigal before because it, we, we've talked about how he doesn't walk, but he also doesn't strike out. And so if Nick Madrigal is going to have a lot of value, it's – He's going to have to get hits. Well, Nico Horner's hitting 328. So the fact that his walk rate is at 5.5%, while his uh, on base is still at 367 coming into tonight, uh, is very telling. It means that he's getting on base because he's getting hits. And so, like, um, yeah, he's is, is he a, an elite leadoff hitter? Uh, for the type of player that he is, yeah, I would say so. Uh, Not even a question, right? So, yeah. I, you know, sh- could 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 he walk more? Sure, yeah. Uh, but to me, it's like, however you get on base, man. And uh, the the reason that I have faith in him continuing to get hits is he doesn't pull the ball all the time. He hits the ball up the middle. He hits it all fields, and he just hits the ball hard. And he's shown that all all season to this point. And uh, he's making me look really smart when I said that this guy was Tim Anderson-like last year. Whiff so. percentage in the 100th percentile, K percentage the 98th percentile, and the sprint speed stealing bases. That's another reason why he's just brought so much, you know, he's just solidified that role as the leadoff hitter. I mean, he gets on base, he steals. I mean, that's, I mean, it's old school baseball, but it yeah. works. The Cubs manufacture runs that way. They've done that a ton this year. I No, I... I see ne- I see P. Will supporter in the chat disagreeing with us. Cool to have a different opinion, but I just think that if you're hitting over 300 and we've played, you know, a month into the game, it's not a it's not a fluke anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not a fluke anymore. He he's he's a legitimate elite leadoff hitter right now. You know, anything can happen. But I think going back to last year too. I mean, the the on base percentage was there. The whiff percentage was down. He's he's getting on base. He's doing everything he needs to to keep that spot. And there's no way Rossi's moving him out of there right now. Why would you? You're winning games. Well, he's not saying. just a singles yeah. hitter. He's has a 437 slugging percentage, just well, the yeah. highest of his career. And right that's now. to P. Will supporter Junior's point. You know, the the comment in the chat right now. The reason it looks good now is because he's hitting 330. Well, yeah, he's hitting 330. Like you Give don't fix. You don't you don't fix what's not broken until mm-hmm. you need to, right? He's hit. He's hitting well. He's he's doing well in that leadoff spot. If the numbers start to come down and, and the walk rate isn't where you want, if if things happen where he's not producing that leadoff spot anymore, then you start to start you start to think about changing up the lineup or or working on some things. But if he's hitting as well as he is right now, that again he's getting on base at the clip you want. Why are you mm-hmm. going to worry about it? You're not worried about it. You're worried about you know helping everyone else yeah. try to get where they need to be. What Nico's doing at the top of the order right now is what the Cubs are asking him to do. He's doing it well, and there's no point in like, there's no point in like thinking about uh, what might happen in the future because he's doing this right now, and yeah. that's that's you know right now is good enough. Right. Uh, and like I said in pregame, if you weren't in pregame, uh, I looked it up. In the National League right now, only Arias has a higher F4 than than Horner. 
So I mean, and he was the batting champ last year in the yeah. American League. He's yeah. one of the best he's, hitters in baseball. He's still hitting yeah. over four hundred. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, a monster. He's just he's he's, he's yeah, yeah, he's a monster. Hot, hottest hitter on the planet right now. So, riddle, riddle me this. Really quick. Can't complain. You can't complain too much about. Riddle me this really Nico quick Horner. about Nico Horner, and, and and I I would like to see the chat kind of hop in on this too. If the Cubs need a run, and there's a guy in scoring position, second base, two outs. Is there anybody else in that lineup you want coming up right now? I don't no, know. Bellinger. Right? Bellinger, maybe? <laughs> I, I think I'd rather have Nico. Just, he's uh. on base a little bit more. But, again, yeah, Bellinger, too, I guess. You need one run. You need a hit. That That's case in point why I think he's he's an elite leadoff hitter right now. And, you know, had a great month. Again, it's, it's I get what you're saying, P-Will, and I know you I know you like Nico and everything, but I, I just yeah. could not disagree more with him not being an elite hitter. Like, I just think that that's the wrong take. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I – yeah, I think it, to to your question, it's like you know Nico, for the most part, like you pretty much trust that he's going to put the ball in play. And like we always say, like you know, you put the ball in play, crazy things can happen, right? You make you have to make the other team make a play, and Nico's one of those guys that's really good at doing that. So yeah, I, I in a sense I agree too that yeah, like if it's him or him or Bellinger, I think you feel pretty confident at this point in time right now that those guys might come through for you. I think, and I think his numbers, I mean. He, he deserves a lot of credit, but it also helps that Dansby Swanson is right behind him on top of the other guys. Oh, certainly. The, the lineup is so much better. I said that, like, and I don't mean to, like, compare Nico Horner and Patrick Wisdom, but I said that Patrick Wisdom could be a really solid player on this team with just the better the better lineup that he'd be in this year. And what has happened? He's, like, second in, the, in baseball and homers. So, like, I kind of right right now. We'll see if that changes. But Other big you know. storyline, I guess, in today's game, we were talking about before the ad break, Jan Gomes. Mm-hmm. Great news. Hopefully, we'll see. Not going to enter. Con- he's not Right now, he's not in MLB's concussion protocol. That, according to the Cubs beat, Patrick Mooney, I'm reading his tweet right now. Cubs removed him from the game as a precaution after he was hit on a backswing in the first inning of a 5-1 win. Manager David Ross declined to speculate when asked about it after the game. He just said, we'll check on him tomorrow and plan accordingly. So, Sounds like good news, and thank God, because, I mean, Gomes really does affect these wins. I mean, he's been, like, I've been on the Gomes train all year. I'm, I'm a big Jan Gomes fan, and we, I, um, I think that he's had a lot to do with the success with guys like Drew Smiley. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so uh, wipe the sweat away. Hopefully, Jan is okay. We'll obviously get confirmation on that in the morning. <laughs> that said, I, on social media, it was funny to kind of oh, watch everyone react and think, oh, is a Miguel Amaya going to come up because he's on the 40-man? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, he's barely caught. Yeah, I I would guess Dom Nunez if if it if would they take, were to actually call someone up, it would take a forty man move to get Dom Nunez up. But I mean, to the update we got, and you know, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but like seeing on the TVs, uh, it didn't seem like it was dugout, that serious. It seemed like you know he wanted to, he felt like he could go back in, but the, yeah. it seemed like the coaches were kind of you know they they put Barnhart in obviously and just kind of shut Gomes down after he got hit. Was it he got hit in the head on a backswing? Yeah. Um, but it looked like Gomes, just the reaction from him looked like he really wanted to be out there, felt like he could be out there. And sometimes you got to, you know, save players from themselves. Uh, that's what coaches or managers, whatever they do. But um, just seeing that and now getting the update that we got, doesn't feel like Jan Gomes is necessarily going to miss many games, if any. Um, so, I mean, the, yeah, the Miguel Amaya one, it's – he has he had the Tommy John surgery. He hasn't caught a whole lot. Like, yeah, just hasn't got enough at bats either. Yeah, I mean, could he come up for an emergency 
catcher spot Maybe. just because he's mm-hmm. uh, on the forty man. Like potentially, Dom Nunez uh, would cost or would cause them to have to do a or make a forty man move. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just a little bit more of a trickier situation. Um, but I guess I guess you know that's something we look at if Jan Gomes has to miss time right now. It doesn't seem like yeah. It, with though. the update, it, with the update, it seems like as about as positive as. Yeah. Um, it could have been. And so all of us who were yelling about Luis Torrens, of course, this would happen. <laughs> um, he lost. They lost a third catcher, right? There. Yeah. I listen. Jan Gomes. What they're they've won more more than half their games with him catching. So I am fingers crossed, knocking on all the wood we can. You know, just hoping that he wakes up tomorrow feeling just fine because. Uh, you know he's not going to catch every game, but you just mm-hmm. need to know that he's healthy and he's ready to go when you when you can. O- otherwise, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I I don't know. Well, like you said, Kevin, like he's been very important to what this pitching staff has done this year. Right. And I mean, the the bat woke up for a few weeks there too at the end of April. Like he had a really good, I think it was like twelve games or something like that. A really good stretch of games where. He was hitting home runs. He was, he had that was a four for four or five for five game, whatever it was, um, at home. Like he had a really good couple weeks at the plate. But Rossi, you know, kind of said it himself after one of those games, like paraphrasing, of course. But it's just like it doesn't the what he does at the plate isn't that important because he brings so much value in other areas. So if he if yeah, he, I mean, I think Barnhart does a good job with the pitching staff, and he had that double today, but um, he hasn't really had much success at the plate. Um, but Jan Gomes feels so important to this team and what they're doing run prevention-wise, game planning, game calling, all that stuff. And it feels like he is a really big part of the starting pitching success, some of these relievers and, and their success. Like, losing Jan Gomes would suck for the team. Again, it, it, it feels like from the updates that – that may not be the case, and I don't want to, you know, get too far ahead of myself. You need to see how he feels tomorrow or in the, the ensuing days. Um, but to know to to where it feels like he's kind of avoided something serious, like he maybe he hasn't played tomorrow, but mm. he's still around. Like losing him is my my big point is losing him um, would definitely hurt this pitching staff because of how well he's worked with them all year, and and they all talk about it. So you definitely, as the Cubs, don't want to. Lose Jan Gomes from from it's it's a comfort right level, especially yeah. for these young guys. You, and I'm not going to rehash it. We've heard Justin Steele talk about it a lot this year. We saw we heard Kyle Hendricks talk about it a lot last year. But think of the guys that Jan Gomes has caught. I mean, he brings that comfort level into a game. He's won a World Series. He's caught Max yep. Scherzer. He's caught Steven Strasburg. I mean, he he knows the moves to make, and he brings this. Hey, you're having a tough moment or a tough time. Talk you down. Here's the pitch you need to do. I, and I, it's one of those things too where. You almost have to get out of the way and let a major league catcher tell you how vital he is, and that's exactly what David Ross did last week. I don't care what he does at the plate. His defense is what matters to me. We saw a question there from Collada, who's closing tomorrow. <laughs> Talked about this a little bit in pregame. We didn't need, they didn't need a closer tonight up 4-1 on a, on a lineup that's really struggling OPS-wise, bottom five in the league and the Nationals. So I really think it's Alzali. If I have to put my If I have to put my money where my mouth is, I think it's Alzali. A guy, Brendan Miller, the pitch doctor, has been talking about, but – Alzali over the weekend was great. Yeah. The slider looked great. The, the velocity was there. I, I the, think it's Alzali. The bullpen was nails tonight, uh, even though, you know, they didn't need the bullpen to need, be nails. Uh, you know, Smiley going seven. 
Mark Leiter Jr. going out there and shoving three strikeouts, sh- uh, lights out, as the is the new saying for me. Uh, and then, you know, Boxberger finishing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Corey and Brennan talked about it a little bit in yesterday's podcast. Uh, I think Azalea deserves those next chances, and it seems like he's going to because considering David Ross has used him the last couple uh, – those last couple games against Miami – uh, in the eighth or ninth inning there. Um, and thankfully, because of Smiley tonight, they didn't really have to use the bullpen, which means Thompson and uh, Alzale will be rested for tomorrow if they need to be used, on top of the rest of the guys in the bullpen, which I'm starting to feel very good about certain guys, especially Michael Fulmer, who's been better in the middle relief role in his last few outings. Not only has he gone out there and just been mm-hmm. good enough, he's gone out there and shoved it. I mean, he's getting some he's, – he's racked up a few strikeouts, all that, in his last few outings, outings, so I feel good about him, or I'm starting to feel good about him. Uh, you know, they I, I liked Estrada on Saturday, the, even though I'd like to see him in a little bit more higher leverage just, just, just to see if it would play or not. But I understand he's got to work his way into that circle of trust with, with David Ross – but I do like that they, you know, they put him out there and he was able to hold uh, hold, hold the Marlins from scoring. And it led to the Cubs making a comeback that, unfortunately, they came up short. Uh, either way, like, there's a lot of guys in the bullpen that I, I feel really good about right now. It's just all about putting them in the right roles. And I think Alzali, I think he's the one that's got to get those ninth inning chances. I don't disagree. Uh, I mean, hey, you may, they might not need it. Like, they might not need a closer this whole series. Yeah. Considering they're playing, well, you hope you hope they don't need the closer. He is going to get some run. He will Um, get some run, no matter what. I mean, not going to let him sit for four days. No, definitely not. He'll he'll pitch at some point. But um, I do want to touch on Mark Leiter Jr., who you mentioned, who's been. I mean, unreal. Corey Corey will bring it up, and I back him up. Like I think this whole podcast has talked up Mark Leiter Jr. as a bullpen guy since last year, since he was actually pitching pretty well out of the bullpen, even though. The yeah. chat, the chat all last season, even mm-hmm. when he was pitching out of the bullpen, just would not give him the credit. He's been really good this year. He's been, he's been honestly like arguably the Cubs' best reliever this year, or yeah. most reliable, I guess. Um, but he goes out there, he strikes out the side today. If you haven't seen the splitters that he threw, like Pitching Ninja has them on Twitter. Mike Lauder Jr. is striking out the side with splitters, dirty. Um, but he's got so far on the season a forty percent strikeout rate. That is That's ridiculous. That is number seven among all relievers in the majors with at least ten innings pitched. He's if you look at that <laughs> stat specifically, he's one of the better relievers in baseball right now. Yeah. And I, I don't know how I don't know that this, you know, relievers just bullpens are so kind of up and down, a little volatile that I don't you don't know how long that kind of success lasts, especially for a guy who wasn't who's not this like established veteran reliever, right? Like, he got converted last year. Um, but he's right – again, it's another one where, like, right now it's like what he's doing is working. What When Ross is deploying him, it's all working, and they're going to just keep riding that. The Cubs should just keep riding that, let Mark Leiter go, go give him the pockets that he fits best in, that he's going to have the most success in, uh, and watch him do it. Because a 40% strikeout rate, like, that doesn't lie. He, he's – that splitter is – a really, really impressive, dominant pitch that hitters just don't see very well. And so to have him do what he's doing right now, again, not, this is not a, like a makeshift bullpen, but it was still a bullpen where you didn't specifically know what the roles were going to be coming in, who was going to be your, 
your high leverage, low leverage, medium leverage, whatever. Um, but he's, you're, Ross is putting Mark Leiter Jr. In, in different spots throughout games, and he's going out and he's thriving and he's, he's having success. So, and um, he's and he's had like some it. he's had some you know he's had some downs this season too. But overall, he's been really good. Um, I'm watching that pitching ninja video right now as you brought that up. That final strikeout with that splitter, whew, off. Oh man, filthy! Yeah, I think yeah. breaks the horizontal break on that is absolutely filthy. Yeah. Right. Well, and then you mentioned the Dons. I mean, he has a one. One five four ERA. All all the runs he gave up came in one game against LA yeah. um, last week. So from you know that that weekend series. So outside of one game, he hasn't given up a run, and he's striking out guys like one at least one to two batters every time he pitches, which is only about an inning. I mean, the the, the results don't lie. And again, like I said, I don't know that it's gonna last forever or even the whole season. But right right now, he's like he he's he's a guy that like has earned. David Ross's trust uh, in that bullpen. And you know, it's, yeah. considering where he was when they brought him up and he was struggling as a starter to now a, a year later, like that, his ability to kind of gain that trust in a different role than what he originally was in with the Cubs, that's, that's pretty impressive to me. Do you guys think the lights were good at the ballpark tonight? Oh, I had a better transition ready. I was going to oh. say, you know who's earned my trust? Comed, uh, Comed <laughs> has earned your trust, huh? Damn, that would have been a way that better. That I'm awesome. sorry. That was I'm so sorry. Good. Hey, I, will, no, no, I just knew good. that we needed to do the ad reads. Both of yours are better than my ad reads. That's so okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think the lights were that <laughs> great at uh, where the Nationals play tonight, and it's probably because they don't know anything about the the Comed Energy Efficiency Program. So they need to get on that, all right? Because it's committed to helping families and businesses and the communities they serve, helping manage. Energy usage and lower energy bills now into the future. Yeah, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives, lighting, other efficiency upgrades, commercial, industrial, public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers a free facility assessment that can help find energy saving opportunities like HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or even industrial processes. Oh, Kevin, how does it work? Glad you asked, Cody. An authorized engineer, they're going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan to specify your goals and needs. They can be done in person or virtually. And they, ask, they last almost just about two hours, so not too long. Within, two, uh, within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost potential incentives, and simple payback. And if you own a business, don't wait. It started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or sk- to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. Ooh, comed.com slash powering biz, Kevin. Yes, powering biz, B-I-Z. Schedule it today. And when you get that going with comics, you know the lights are going to be bright. Our lights are bright in here. You're going to need your shady rays. Right, Steven? Do you guys you need your shady rays? Uh, that was a pretty good transition. Six out of six out of six. That was way better than my yeah, first one. Yeah, the first one. Hey, here's a can. <laughs> <laughs> it was like he lobbed it up to himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, shady rays, shady rays. Here we go. Shady rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades, featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You drop them in a lake or off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. 
even with that strong of a protection program, they still managed to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You get free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And now, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free, or BOGO, as our old friend Luke likes to call it. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO only at ShadyRays.com, where you find all their newest and best shades. Uh, <laughs> I love Barbara calling me little Stucky. And Stu, it looks like uh, Stucky's in the chat. Yes. I agree with Luke. Uh I agree with Luke. I also uh. agree that Kevin said that he'd do a beer bat if we got to 100 likes, and we are at 92, and we have like five minutes to go. So I'm asking for eight likes. We have eight 137 likes. Seven people. more likes. I got seven we have 137 likes, people yeah. watching. We need, we need eight more likes. Do we have any more of those 12-ounce cans in the fridge, or are they only we the 16-ounce ones? There's two more of those 12-ounce well, okay. cans. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'll, we'll do a tw- I'll do a 12-er for sure. We're waiting for that. Is, uh, is it, should we do who you got? Yeah, I was going to say. Absolutely, we should do who you got. Thanks for reminding me. I'm, I, I'm a little new to this. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot I, to do who you got. I think Smiley has an argument. I think Smiley has an. I think it's between Smiley or Dansby. It is. It's between the two. And I'm going to say my vote's going to go to Dansby just because of the lineup that Drew had to face tonight. And I know how tough it is to go seven innings, no matter what major league club you're facing. But Dansby, the home run. Gave him a little bit of breathing room. Probably gave Smiley a little bit more time to relax on the mound. Had a bigger impact on the game, in my opinion. But, again, I think it can go either way. I think that this was Swanson's – you can argue this is Swanson's best game. What, three for five tonight, two RBIs? Mm -hmm. He gets the big RBIs to, I guess, you know, they're technically insurance runs. Um, We've seen this Cubs bullpen in one-run games the last few days. All I'm saying is when Dansby hit the homer – we all kind of breathed and felt like the rest of the game was a cakewalk. And I don't know if it was because of the score or Drew Smiley. And I would say that the score was a big part. But, of hold on, <laughs> Drew lost his starting catcher, the guy he game-planned that whole game with before he was even out. Like, I don't even remember what inning it was that Jan Gomes got taken out, but he lost that catcher, got another one in, and, and didn't miss a beat. Like, you got to – yeah, he didn't walk a guy. He didn't walk a guy either. One run. I mean, we we talked about his stats earlier. I I'm gonna say I think Dansby Swanson wins. Or um, oh, he just said Drew it Smiley himself. Wins. He Sorry. just said it himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's whatever. It's, I think I think we're giving it to Dansby. So well, we can ask the chat. What's the chat? Well, Corey's so? not even here to argue his his side. So. Yeah, Corey's not here. Corey's not in. Uh, well, I'm using this as a time for Corey to go oh, to bat did. for me. Sometime. He did. He did say it multiple times in our group work chat. So yeah, we are at 100 likes. I did All say right. I would do a beer bat, so I uh, guess we got to do the beer bat. Get screwed once again, and who you got? Uh, Luke would have the records. I don't know what the records are. All I know is that Corey won tonight. Luke, you're in the chat. You can you can add that to the list, man. Now you gotta you gotta tip the bat now, Kevin. Mm? You gotta tip the bat that way. Yeah, which pour- way? This way? Yeah, like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That veteran I was over say, here. I think, I think Kevin also had a poor beer. Well, I thought he was just gonna pour it straight down. I was like, oh, that's uh, gonna. No, I wasn't gonna do that. But. Okay. Most phone? of the chat was saying Swanson, by the way, so. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, man. 
Like, what am I, I looking I at? I keep getting wise? screwed. I don't see much foam at all. All right. Yeah, you, you got for the first pour, Kevin. You're doing really well here. Well, what did What did you get over there on the on Cody's first chug? I think it was 14 seconds. Okay, because he got he got like 15 three two. So there was a little bit of. We'll split so, the so, difference. Call it like a like that's 14, a that's an A plus pour 14, there, Kevin. Seems fair. Uh, all right. It could never be a Dell Metrics pour, but this is for vibes. The 15th win of the season. Really happy to share the set with you guys. This is always so much fun. I love being uh, in front of the camera as well as Hold producing. On. So, what's that? Give it a sec. Come on. We're going to get Oh, yeah. He's got adjusting the camera for me. We're going to get this on cam. Here we go. Here we go. All righty. And uh, to answer Luke's question, no, this wasn't washed, but uh, that's all right. All right. Ready? <laughs> yep. Let's do it. Go, go, go. There, oh, there goes Kevin. Kevin is he is off. He's, 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 going. he's going. Look at this guy. Oh. Going. Oh, he might not I hit feel board. like he's going at my pace. It's going. Oh, oh, he had to oh, stop. stop. He had to stop. He had to stop. Oh, man. This is ice cold. Finish it off. <laughs> it Finish it off. All right. He had to stop. But it's all right. He got. It's, it's he finished one. it. 20, right 22 seconds? About 22.8. Oh, first man. one. <laughs> That's ice cold. I haven't done that in a few years. <laughs> See, when the you get jug. old, when you get old, it, it's it's not so easy. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh man, that was. Of course, fun I, it was never easy for me when in my prime either. So, yeah, hundred likes uh, for it. that. Everyone should go follow Kevin on Twitter. Uh, Kevin, I don't know what your ad is, but I'm just telling you, everyone should go follow yeah. Kevin for that reason alone. At Wells fifteen, Kevin, give me a follow. That'd be great. I'm I'm lacking in the Twitter follower department. So as many as uh, as many as I can get, pass it down. Fire them away. What's that? Well, I'm gonna pass the bet down. Yeah, might as well just down. give me a follow too. At Ryan underscore a underscore Herrera. <laughs> while you're while you're on Twitter, if you don't follow already. <laughs> You can follow me if you want. I don't care. That's right, Colin. <laughs> Kevin's an old pro. Learned at Marquette. Yeah, I did a few of those. Go Golden Eagles. Big East champs. Shout out. Oh, God. Anything else we want to get to, guys, before we get on out of here tonight? Oh, good, I, think, I think, again, just all-around solid win. Beat a team you should beat coming off a sweep. You know, get, again, get right game. Get back at it. Beat the team you need to beat. Starting pitcher goes and does his thing. Bats that you – need to count on go out and do their thing just yeah. a good it was a solid all-around win i mean it's uh, maybe not their best win of the season but like no. we'll they, forget about this one in a week they, but that's because of the team they're playing they did what they needed to do yeah uh hayden was nasty tomorrow it's wes nasty day tomorrow he's trying to build off five innings uh last start against the padres that helped them win a series so i think he's coming into this game with a lot of confidence considering the team he went up against and the lineup he went up against if you remember it was a up and down start it allowed a lot of hard contact, but just kind of found a way to to get out of it. His defense definitely helped him. Um, but against this lineup tomorrow that the Nationals have, I think it could be a really good confidence booster. Not saying it's nearly as bad as the Athletics roster, but definitely not the Padres roster. So I'm 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 looking for consecutive good starts from Hayden Wisniewski tomorrow. You know who he's going up against? Cubs legend. Trevor, Trevor Williams. Williams, who was Revenge. traded for who? PCA. P- 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 People P- forget that it wasn't just it wasn't, wasn't just Javi. Wasn't one for one. I am two major leaguers. I am people. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he was um, in that trade. Uh, Barbara asked, "We don't know what time we're going to be on tomorrow because we're going to be on immediately after the game for post game. We don't have pregame. No pregame. Just post game. So whenever the game's over, yes, come hop on and hang out with us, and we'll talk some more Cubs Nationals." 
Yes. As soon as the game is over, Barbara. Right after the like, game. I don't know how much I have to emphasize it. As soon as the game is over. Right after the game. <laughs> and I will be back producing tomorrow's postgame live. Luke will be back in the big chair tomorrow. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs postgame podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Again, we'll be back tomorrow postgame. No pregame show. Again, on the CHGO YouTube channel. We will talk to you then. Fly the W.